Welcome to episode 123 of the Ask Achieve show where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and nutrition. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today we'll be discussing how to correct excessive quad dominance when squatting, our take on protein powder, and how to lower into a deadlift without butt winking. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. (laughs) What's up, Cheevers? Episode 123. Uh, Lauren went rogue just now. She was like, you know what? I'm not going to write down what I'm going to say. I'm just going to wing it. And it, it never goes well. I should never do that. <laughs> I think it was the second time I tried and second time no, I, I, no, I think you struggled. Should, I think you should try it That's a true. few more times. You're right. Because you're right. You're right. That yeah. is the way that we should approach yeah. things. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what this whole show is about. Not just quitting after. <laughs> 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 I know. That is um, so sad. Okay. So me and Kendo had a little bit of a, a bachelor weekend while Lauren was away at a bachelorette party <laughs> in, uh, in New York. Um, and we had a good time. We we took suggestions, or I took suggestions from, uh, I pulled the, the Instagram crowd, and it was, someone said uh, that there was a Japanese festival in Boston Common, and that was like the most intriguing option. I was like, this is so random, like I almost <laughs> feel like I have to do it. Um, so we went to the Boston Common, and it was pretty cool, actually. It was just like, it took over the whole Common, and uh, Boston Common is like kind of like Central Park in Boston. Um, and yeah, they were like... There's, like, so much, like, Japanese cultural, like, booths, and there's also, like, anime and, like, Pokemon and, like, all this, like, um, like that sort of, like, genre of uh, cartoon, I guess. Um, there were tons of food booths, and they looked unbelievable, and I waited in four different lines, and each one didn't take credit card. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I didn't even tell you about that. that. I mean, uh, you told me that you needed cash, but I didn't realize that uh, you waited. Did you not, like, could you not have gone to the front to see, like, I didn't feel comfortable just, like, barging up to the front and be like, do you take credit card? I don't know why I should have done that, but... Um, <laughs> After the third I, one. I, I, wait, I waited in four different lines, and I was like, okay, it's just not my day. So I <laughs> just left, oh. and I was like, I really want ramen now. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, kind of chilly a little bit, and, like, the noodles look so good, but... Anyway, oh, that's so one sad. day, one day I'll go back and get some ramen, yeah. Yeah, and I spent the weekend in Brooklyn with, at a bachelorette, which was really, really fun. So hip. It was so hip. And we actually, the place we stayed, I didn't even tell you this either, Jason, the, the place we stayed was so cool. It was an old church. Really? And it's converted into condos. Was it haunted? No. Or, well, I mean, at least nothing haunted me. It's like, <laughs> it's like my first first thought that popped in mind was like converted church or converted like yeah yeah i know but it wasn't like it was like luxury apartments basically like oh, nice. they were gorgeous and then apparently it was an airbnb it was, so it was an airbnb i guess new york is cracking down on airbnbs and Why? well they're trying to make the like basically what happened is ours got taken off of the listing okay. the listing got taken off of airbnb after we had already booked it because the person the woman who owns it like doesn't actually live there so she's basically running a hotel and you can't do that. You have to rent out. Like so, she basically like bought this property and then is just like using it for Airbnb. And gotcha. you can't do that. And I guess a lot of people are doing that in New York. Uh, and so she basically like wrote an email to the girls who booked it and was like, "If the housing department knocks on your door, please ignore them." Oh my goodness! <laughs> we were like, "Oh my god, like, what are we doing?" But like we weren't doing anything illegal. Yeah. I don't think because we actually went yeah, through you, Airbnb. You wouldn't get in trouble. Yeah, I know. But she was just trying to cover her own butt. But I was like, "Oh, this is kind of crazy." But it was like very clear that no one lived there. Like it was in pristine. Like, oh wow! You know, uh, condition and like everything was perfect, and I was like, "Oh, this is definitely." I mean, clearly just... there needs to be some sort of like hotel license, and then like the city of New York probably gets a vig out of that. And right, then, exactly. Like, so I'm sure that thing. like it makes sense that you can't. And there's probably like insurance that you have to have with running a hotel. Like That's insurance true. is yeah. like very different. So it makes sense that they're kind of cracking down on that. But it was really 
like bizarre to get that email. We were like, um. <laughs> so like, then, of course, every time somebody was locked out, we would like angrily knock on the door and pretend that we were the housing department. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was a fun weekend overall. Brooklyn is really awesome. We had a ton of fun. It was nice. just, like really cool vibes. So yeah, I think the last time we went, it was freezing, right? Yes. So we were like running from like door to door. <laughs> yeah, but, this um, was a lot more pleasant. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. So we're gonna get into the first question. Who is? And it's from I am Lamb. <laughs> I realize I said that like it's totally normal. This is a really funny handle. Um, and they said, how to correct excessive quad dominance when squatting? Yes, good question. So I'm kind of picturing this person coming down and their knees are shooting way forward and maybe even like them coming up onto their like toes. Their a heels bit. lifting up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I would say the first thing, and this is very common by the way, I would say probably 80% of the people that we work with happen to have this kind of like naturally right from the start yeah. right um, and the thing that we try to do to counteract that is by placing a box behind them and from there what we have them do is really sit their hips back really push their knees back and really allow their torso to lean forward because if you don't allow the torso to lean forward it's almost like you're going to feel like you're falling backwards so you have to counteract that extreme hips back and knees back position yeah i think that's the biggest thing is everybody tries to stay really upright yeah and when you try to stay really upright you have to let your knees go forward, otherwise, yeah, you'll fall. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then, so that's the reason why we had the box there. It just gives them almost like, just kind of like mental security that they won't fall backwards by sitting their hips back in that position um, that far. Yeah. Um, I would say if the toes, if the heels are lifting up, um, like even when you're trying to do that, it could be like an ankle mobility restriction. So you could place your heels up on like, five pound plates or so and utilize the same tactic so place some five pound plates directly on either side of like a plyo box or some sort of elevation and really sit your hips back and it should uh it should allow for a more hip dominant squatting pattern yeah wait placing your heels up yeah putting your heels up kind of like olympic olympic lifting shoes yeah but i feel like that makes it more easily easy to be quad dominant it it can make it more <laughs> easy to be quad dominant however if ankle mobility is a limitation it kind of like, it just like gets you into like um, your, I guess, preferred state. And then you're just able to balance better by sitting back. So it's just it. kind of like a more balanced squat overall but yeah. by taking your ankles out of the equation. Exactly. Yeah. You, you're, okay. you're, take, you're effectively taking the ankles out of the equation. Yeah. Got it. Because yeah. I, I personally have a hard time actually getting my quads involved in the squat. So I'm mm -hmm. kind of the opposite and elevating my heels helps me to engage my quads. But that's because I, I struggle with that. <laughs> I guess it, it works both ways. It works both yeah. ways. <laughs> it's, I mean, which is like the kind of the thing with a lot of things is basically experiment and try different things mm -hmm. because the reason that somebody is quad dominant is going to be different from person to person. So it's not right. just like, like some people it's just an awareness thing. For some people it's an actual mobility restriction. For some people it's something else. So it just all goes back to experimenting with different idea, different options. And yeah. so, yeah, I think the box behind you is kind of like the first go-to just, and that's always what we start with just because that makes people like more aware. Right. So yeah. that's like, we usually start with just like cueing and an awareness of your environment as like the first approach. Cause we don't have to quote unquote, like fix anything mm -hmm. in that scenario. Right. So we're not like trying to go after something that may, maybe isn't even the issue. We're just right. like, can you actually <clears throat> sit back and can you actually perform this movement a little bit differently? And if you can, then there's nothing else we really need to do. Just be more mindful of sitting back into the squat. Um, but if that doesn't work and there's still like a, having some difficulty, then we might say like, okay, maybe this is an ankle restriction or maybe this is a hip mobility restriction and then we can start to play around with those. Yeah. I, actually, let me, let me explain the, the previous part a little bit better um, from my end. Um, 
when you lift your heels up onto plates, you're basically shifting your entire mass more forward. And so that basically allows you to then have the opportunity to then sit your hips back more, if that makes sense. Because you're trying to like counterbalance that forward weight shift. I see. So it's, yeah, it's like, it's like RNT kind of mm-hmm. idea, like where you push, if you push someone's knee inward, they're going to automatically push outward against you because you have to resist that kind of like new stimulus that's coming in. Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. Makes sense. Cool. cool. I didn't mean to question you, just wanted to... Yeah, because it goes both ways. Yeah, like, <laughs> we know we don't usually disagree on this podcast, and I didn't even disagree. I was just like, wait a second. Um, yeah, because and yeah, it's just funny because you and I have such different squatting patterns and mechanics that yeah. I'm like, wait, that works for the other way. <laughs> it's just funny, but I wouldn't have had to make a more hip dominant squat because I already have a really yeah, hip dominant squat, true. so I've never had to actually try to do that. So now, the other thing is like, if this person like maybe they actually have a really good squatting pattern, but their knees are coming over their toes and they've heard that the knees shouldn't Mm. go over the toes. Mm. Like that could be a a big possibility too. In which case, like as long as you have your weight along the middle of your foot, then you're totally fine. That's that's even distribution and that's the appropriate squatting pattern for you. I should have actually let off with that because it might not even be an issue. You might've just heard, don't put your knees over your toes and you automatically think, oh, I'm quad dominant, I'm mm. knee dominant, I'm, I have a horrible squat pattern. <laughs> That's a really good point. So just as, as long as your weight is evenly distributed along the middle of your foot and your whole foot is in contact with the ground, then you're good. Yeah, that's a that's an excellent point. Um, she did say excessive quad dominant, so I'm hoping that 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 they yeah. knew that that meant like really going too far forward and like their weight coming forward onto their toes. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, for anyone listening who's like, oh, maybe my knees shouldn't go forward, that's definitely not what we're saying. So, yeah, good catch there. Awesome. Okay, second question we're gonna go with. <laughs> Are we good? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Second question we're doing uh, is from Sparty Hard. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, oh wait, S S Party Hard. Or Sparty Hard. No, I think it's Sparty Hard. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, it's good. Um, you guys have great handles. Mine's just Lauren P. Like, I'm so boring. No, yours is Lauren Pack 22 now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, mine is Jason L. Pack, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty exciting names. Yeah, it's really <laughs> not very clever. Um, anyway, Sparty Hard asked, what is your take on protein powder? Who should use it? Which type? How much? Etc. Protein. Protein powder. All right. Um, we think, we think great thoughts about protein powder. (laughs) (laughs) We think loving thoughts. We think lovingly of protein powder. We really like it. Um, because for many different reasons, people tend to be fairly deficient in their protein intake in general. And it's a very, very easy, simple way of adding more protein to your diet without having to cook anything, without having to add even too many calories. So a, a scoop of protein powder is usually about 20 grams. And it's only about 100 calories. Um, So it's just like a very kind of condensed protein source without having to eat like an entire chicken breast. (laughs) Right, yeah. And yeah, it's also really great for like, it's convenient. So it's really great for like post-workout shakes or putting into meals that you're already making. So like oatmeal, different things like that. Jason Mm -hmm. puts it in his cereal, (laughs) which is a little weird. Um, But we think overall a high quality protein powder is a super like healthy and, and good addition to most people's diets. I think a really kind of generalized recommendation for protein intake is typically like anywhere from 0.8 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight, right? For those who strength train. Right. For an active individual. For a sedentary individual, it's actually 0.8 to 1 gram per kilogram of body weight. Okay. So half. um, Which is like half of that recommendation essentially. Um, But that's for a sedentary population. And that is the recommendation, the USDA recommendation to 
to stave off like protein deficiency. Mm. So it's not even an optimal amount necessarily. Yeah, it's, it's just, just the bare minimum. The bare minimum, exactly. Um, and so I think a lot of people get confused by that. And then when we hear it, when they hear trainers, because it's usually trainers who are like, <laughs> you should eat a gram of protein per body weight. People are like, holy crap, that's a lot it's of a, protein. Yeah. Um, and so we're very much saying that for an active population, people who are strength training specifically, who really do need that protein to help to rebuild muscle as they break it down during their workouts. Um, and it's more about like optimizing muscle growth and metabolism and all the other things that protein does as well. Protein is not just for, for building muscle muscles, yeah. right? It actually affects like almost every system in your body. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's important for many different reasons, but I think as a fitness podcast that the, the reason for asking typically is around like muscle growth and those kinds of things. Yeah. And so for me, like if I was to adhere to a gram per pound of body weight, I mean, 200 grams of chicken and steak mm. and fit, like that's just, that's just a lot. It's and a lot it's, of food. And it's just inconvenient as well. <laughs> so just to have a shake after the workout or kind of like in between meals, it's just a quick and easy way to get 20 to 30 grams in. It's just kind of like an easy way to knock it out. So that's, that's primarily the reason why I like to use it. Yeah. yeah. Um, are we going to pause right now? Pause. Okay, we're going to pause right now. Kendrick started crying again. Alrighty, and we're back. We have we're back. Kendrick on We've board with guest. us. Yes. Hello, good morning. <laughs> it's 4 p.m., but you know. <laughs> um, so anyway, where were we? So protein powder, yes, very much recommended for just like increasing your protein intake without increasing the number of meals that you have to eat, things like that, especially if you're trying to um, increase muscle mass or increase metabolism um, by getting more protein intake. And the other thing, though, about protein powder is there's a lot of really, like, crappy, <laughs> I don't know how else to say it, um, brands out there. Um, and so, like, what word is she about to yeah. use? <laughs> Such a long pause. <laughs> and that's the one I went with because I'm so, I'm so, you know, like, uh, that's the word I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm really struggling with words. <laughs> um, PC? Yes. Yeah. Well, I was trying to say the opposite. Like, I'm such a rebel. Oh, yeah. It's so edgy. I'm so edgy. That is the word I was looking for. Um, but I decided to keep this on the... I didn't want to get on the explicit list. Oh, yeah. That's or anything, true. You know? yeah. So I hope crappy isn't too, uh, <laughs> too vulgar. Um, anyway, there's protein powders out there that have a lot of crappy ingredients in them, and we want to try to avoid those. So um, we have some recommendations, actually, for ones that we really like. We really like... Ascent Protein. Um, that is a brand that we heard about. How did we hear about Ascent? Um, I think one of our coaches, um, Ted, was oh, into yeah, the brand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you've been talking to... Oh, wow, Kendrick just threw my phone on the floor. <laughs> I feel like as parents, you kind of get these like cat-like, like Spider-Man type reflexes where you're like, and like catch the uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, just had a pretty amazing... Except for pacifiers, when you don't have an extra pacifier and you don't have extra pacifier wipes and they get onto a dirty floor. That's when you... Lack all reflexes. Never ever catch it. Yeah, true. Okay, wow, this is the most distracted answer ever. I'm so sorry to Sparty Pants or was that, is that the name? Sparty yeah, Pants. Yeah, Ascent Protein. Um, yeah, it's just a high, high quality protein. Um, they also... <laughs> Sorry, the handle was Sparty Hard, not Sparty Pants. <laughs> okay, continue. Uh, it's just a high quality protein. Uh, they sponsor a lot of like um, high level athletes, and yeah, I think that's kind of like the first way we found out about it. I think it was like, um, I think it was like Katrin David's daughter, like one of those pe like crossfitters uh, yeah. that yeah. Uh, are associated with the brand. And we looked into it as we were like, actually, really good ingredients, uh, minimal ingredients. That's what we're looking for. Like, there shouldn't be more than like five to six ingredients. Um, 
and yeah, pretty pretty basic. And it tastes really good. Yeah, so we really good. like yeah. that one. We also like Thorn. Um, Thorn is good. Thorn yeah. is good. You can go to thorn.com. Um, um, I think my protein people like True yeah. Nutrition, IsoPure. Those are all options that are just minimal ingredients. Um, you can check on labdoor.com. They kind of like rate stuff. You, you definitely don't want to just go to your local GNC and like pick out the one that says like muscle and like stuff like that. Because yeah. they're packed with like tons of chemicals and fillers and it's just not what you're looking for. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, I think we answered that. Yeah, that's good. Part. Okay, great. Sorry, Sparty Hard, for calling you Sparty Pants. <laughs> All right. And then the last one is from Michael underscore Brand One. And they said, lowering into a deadlift, butt wink, despite focusing on pushing hips back. Please help. <laughs> Smiley face. Uh, I thought this was a, a good question because, you know, I think we often talk about, like, okay, you want a flat back. You want to sit back and hip hinge. And you want to, like, meet these, like, kind of, like, basic criteria. But, you know, what I realized is that when we're coaching a lot of times, we really coach a lot of um, nuances with the hip hinge beyond just like, here are the parameters you want to meet, right? And so something that we try to do um, with the hip hinge or with the deadlift pattern is to really slow people down like a lot. Yeah. I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, I need to go deadlift this weight, so let me just go down as quickly as possible. But you really have to like take some time and like rehearse this movement before you feel comfortable doing so mm -hmm. right and so i think the first thing that you can do is just get out of your shoes i think that helps to just like really feel the floor feel kind of like solid and rooted into the floor and now your goal is to try to keep your weight along your midfoot slash heel not all the way back onto the heel where your toes lift up um but midfoot slash heel and then from there you're slowly pushing your hips back you're letting your torso lean forward and i think one key ingredient here is to push the knees out to the sides. And that really helps to develop just basically a wider base of support. And that helps to kind of, um, it just helps you to feel more secure and more grounded into the floor. I think a lot of people will just kind of haphazardly drop down without pushing their knees back, without really making sure they're balanced along their midfoot. And mechanics just get a little bit like awry. Yeah, and then I would say also, like, I'm not sure what this person's stance is, whether they do sumo or conventional, oh, right. but sometimes what you think is your best stance maybe isn't, and I would try out different, um, a whole bunch of different stances, uh -huh. so not even just pushing, I mean, definitely pushing your knees out, that usually helps a lot of people get just, like, able to sit into their hips a little bit more, um, but even trying, if you're typically a sumo deadlifter and that's what you've been doing, but you still feel like you're struggling with butt wink, maybe switch to conventional and just see if you can get into a better position there. Or even like some people really like like a duck stance deadlift, yeah. which is with your feet really close and your toes kind of flared out. So there's all these different, or a modified sumo, which is kind of like hands are still in between the legs, but your feet aren't nearly as wide as normal. So yeah. there's just all sorts of different stances that one of them is going to feel the most natural for you. And so to make sure that you're not trying to force yourself into a stance that maybe somebody told you was a better stance for whatever yeah. reason. Um, for some reason, conventional deadlift seems to be like everyone loves conventional deadlift and everyone like rips on all other types of deadlifts. Yeah, so many people say sumo deadlifts are cheating, which <laughs> I just don't, I can't <laughs> even wrap my head around it because it's literally a legal lift in a powerlifting meet. Yeah. So like, who's cheating? Like, like professional powerlifters are cheating? I think like I think it probably started from like really like short lifters with long arms that get their feet all the way to each edge of the plate, and so the range of motion is limited. But yeah. it's also like a less advantageous like. 
push into the ground. So they're right. trying to overcome that. So it's just like, whatever works for you, you're just lifting a bar off the ground. Like, <laughs> People can get so, so worked up, worked about, up about that stuff, but you're not <sighs> cheating with different stances. So yes, please do try different stances because there's going to be one where you're able to maintain the best like integrity through your spine and that's actually what really matters. Yeah, and like if the stance thing doesn't work and if you are... Um, struggling even when you slow down the lift and you're really being mindful of some of the stuff that I was talking about earlier, all you need to do is just elevate the bar up towards yeah. you. So put it up on plates or mats or some sort of elevated surface and bring the bar up towards you. Like there's no reason to fight against your mobility and over time your mobility will increase, your technique will increase and then you can slowly bring the bar back closer to the floor. But there's no reason why you have to force yourself to get all the way down into that position at the floor uh, if your body just doesn't feel like it can do that right now. And so just allow yourself some time and give yourself uh, um, give yourself some patience, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's about it. All right. Well, Kendrick is currently tearing up a, a roll of tissues, <laughs> or a roll of toilet paper. Um, so I think we're done. Yeah, he's like, uh, guys. He's like, I don't know if you catch my drift, but I'm bored. Um, so... I think those are all of our answers to your burning questions for today. Thank you so much for sending those in. And if you have any questions that you would like us to answer, you can send them to us at Achieve Fitness Boston on Instagram. And if you like the podcast and you wouldn't mind leaving us a review on iTunes, it would be so, so helpful. We really, really appreciate those. And until next time, peace, love, and, and muscles. muscles. See, the, the closing is really good. You've got that down to a T. Yeah, I Even just... Even while holding Kendrick, Kendrick, Kendrick he's messing with the mic. He's literally <laughs> punching my mic right now. Um, uh, yeah. All right. I'll just keep working. You know what? I'm taking this on now as a challenge to not write down my intros, and I'm just going to start to free flow and see what happens. I think I'll get better. People are going to unsubscribe left and right. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't have faith in me. I'll get better, I promise. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. (laughs)